0: and welcome to episode 10 of into the podcast i am your host sam and i am joined each and every week by the delectable ryan chitterden
1: hello sam how are you
0: i'm very well how are you um very good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a really nice period, hasn't it? Lovely, lovely Christmas period. Nice to have time off from work. Yeah, we're not seeing each other a lot because of Christmas Day and all that sort of stuff. So it's nice yeah. to get together. And also we're doing this with a bunch of beers in hand.
1: I know, it's nice, isn't it? That's the beauty of having time off where, you know, come over a little bit earlier than normal rather than doing like after work or trying to fit it in where where we can. Yeah. Just, you know, enjoying have some beers the wife's out enjoying
0: a bit of a piss up so you and me thought we'd enjoy a bit of a piss up ourselves exactly yeah and um you know probably continue long into the night. Exactly, my friend. So um, you guys will have hopefully have watched this by now, but actually straight after this recording, we're going to be doing a live stream with the Utopia Project. We have mentioned this in previous episodes. Um, so hopefully it went well and hopefully we won. <laughs> by the time
1: hopefully, you, yeah. By it's the time lost, you listen to this. But you know, if you up, have up, up, up the into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah.
0: If you haven't already, please give them guys uh, a like and a follow. Um, and Definitely subscribe on YouTube as that's where most of their work's going. And on top of that... If you haven't got time for that and you're thinking, well, I should only really subscribe to one podcast this week or only like one Facebook page this week, make it into the podcast, not Utopia Project. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, do both. Do both. if you're doing one, you may as well do both. Exactly. Um, turns out that we have a YouTube page. Did you know this?
1: Um, it's the first time I'm hearing of it. <laughs> yeah. So apparently,
0: I don't know how I did this, but I set up for this podcast to be turned into a video and go straight onto YouTube.
1: Right. And I only okay. saw it the
0: other day when one of our podcasts popped up on youtube and i was like oh i didn't know that was a thing me neither i don't know how i set that up but well done me well done yeah smashed it so uh
1: please subscribe to that as well yeah we don't do anything
0: with it but you know maybe one day
1: yeah exactly we've got that option haven't we exactly and this is the thing about this podcast
0: we have a lot of ideas that we're gonna be coming up with i've been borrowing a lot of gear to look at things like streaming so you can watch yeah. me and ryan game together because that's always fun because we're
1: dog shit it's always a good laugh though isn't it it's always it's, a it's good laugh. it's funny when you shit
0: yeah exactly and some of the other people and characters that we've mentioned on the podcast friends of ours you get to hear and watch them so hopefully within the next month or so uh i'll have been able to figure out how we're going to do that because i'm shit with technology uh, gonna, you're
1: so much better than me though how i'm doing this so is beyond better. me
0: but <laughs> it's great So, um, we didn't really have a plan of what to do this week, did we? We only discussed it about five minutes ago. Pretty much, yeah. Just going to jump...
1: Just knock, knock an episode together.
0: Exactly. And there was one big thing we needed to discuss. You forgot something last episode, didn't you, Ryan?
1: Oh, I did. It was literally straight after we finished the episode obviously because we talked about our top films of 2022, but my list is just like in the order of I've seen the new films that year. So it's not just 2022. So it's a random list. And as I was reading through, as soon as we finished, I was like, Shit, I totally forgot about Elvis.
0: Yeah, which I have not seen. So have that's you not? why I did not pick up on it. I remember you going to see it and the reason why I've brought this up. Yeah. But I never got around to it. I was going to watch it recently and then I saw it was nearly three hours long and I just didn't have that to dedicate to a film.
1: Yeah. It's a long, old, long, old film, but it's a really really cool biopic about Elvis his life because i didn't really know a lot about Elvis really no, I like don't. obviously i know his songs i know like you know you get the sort of like the pictures of him like you know um, las vegas and the images are all there but i don't know how massive he was in like the uk but he feels like a very american thing so i I, I knew i know obviously know who elvis is but it's really interesting to see his life um, obviously done in a creative, stylish way because it's Baz Luhrmann, who's, you know, what well, I always think about it, is Romeo and Juliet, you know. Of course. Did he do Moulin Rouge as well? He, yes, I think I he think did. I think he did, didn't yeah. he? But, you know, obviously like big sort of like thought of, show. almost like theatre show performance, yeah. yeah. But the star of that, Austin Butler, who plays Elvis. I was going to say, was it the story of Elvis you liked the most, Ryan? I was, uh, uh, Yeah fanboying all over uh, uh, all over Austin Butler he was fantastic you're blushing talking about him <laughs> I'm just getting hot under the collar <laughs> <laughs> he's a very very beautiful man he is a beautiful man and he did <laughs> such such a good job with Elvis like, he sings all the songs in it okay. so it's actually his voice um are will be interested to see, you know, because obviously it's not... When's Oscar season? It's normally sort of like April, February, isn't it? February, February. Oh, it, no,
0: no, no, no. It's just that I'm thinking of Super Bowl, sorry. Yeah, I think it is March, it's, April. It's Tom.
1: early in the year, yeah. though, isn't it? So it'll be interesting to see when it comes to award season if he does get recognised because he's fantastic. And, you know, his co-stars Tom Hanks, one of the greatest actors of all time. Exactly, yeah. But Austin Butler steals the show, and it. I feel like it takes a lot to upstage... Tom Hanks,
0: you know. Yeah, I'll be honest, I've missed quite a few of the biopics. I never watched the I never watched Rocket Man. Me neither. Um, and I love Taron Egerton. Edg- yeah. Um, I missed the I,
1: Queen one as well. I still I, not seen see, that. I did
0: see that. I loved that. I thought Rami Malek was fantastic. Um, yeah, so that one was good and I was like, you know what, I'm loving this biopic stuff that they're coming out of at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I missed Rocket Man, which is a shame because I heard it's like, it's not a full biopic, it's like a fantasy film. Yeah. It sounds off its tits and I love that.
1: Yeah. I feel like it just sort of goes in random directions. Um, They brought out a Bowie one as well. They did. And it was, it was, what was it called? Was it called? like Star Man. And it was actually, it's got, um, I know we're going off topic a little bit here, but it's got a folk singer called Johnny Flynn who plays the lead role as Bowie. And I absolutely love Johnny Flynn. He's Mm. one of my, Favorite music artists out there. Oh wow! But he's in. It's um, mainly turned to acting now, and he's in loads of stuff. He's like in Emma. He's in um, the Dig. He's in. He's in loads of, like British stuff, and yeah. he plays it. And I was like, oh my god, like that's this gonna be amazing. But then at, it, um, they didn't get the rights to the Bowie estate, so they've got no right. rights to the music or the copyright oh, stuff. So hell. it's just like. And apparently, I'm not seeing it, but all the reviews for it are that it's absolute dog shit. Which is a
0: shame because it's not, like you look at that, that's not their fault. They didn't get the rights, they tried.
1: Yeah, they've got absolutely no chance straight away. You imagine doing like a Queen biopic with no Queen music. It just wouldn't be the same. Or Exactly. But yeah, biopic season sort of took over. Really enjoyed the Elvis one. Austin Butler, he was fantastic. Oscar nomination?
0: I think so, if you're talking about it
1: this highly, Yeah. Well, and know, if you are here first into the podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> top if he,
0: tip, if he's out acting, Tom Hanks, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, um, yeah, it just
1: means Tom Hanks will get the uh, supporting
0: <laughs> the supporting yeah. actor. So,
1: some actors and actresses they just have to like just turn, you know, up. turn up, like do a fart on screen, and then <laughs> get an Oscar <laughs> yeah, nomination. <exactly>. Um Wars
0: <laughs> like and Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, just just a
1: bit of shit on telly. i like, it's
0: Star Wars. I love really it. Really good, really good. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, mm. I know, again, we're going off topic a little bit here, but I've recently watched Andor. Have you ah, watched that?
0: No, I've only seen the first two episodes, which is fucking annoying me. Anything Star Wars comes out, I'm all over it.
1: Right, yeah. I don't know
0: what it is. It's not that I've not had the time, which yeah. I'll, I'll talk about in a minute because I've watched a lot of films. I just I keep forgetting.
1: Yeah, yeah that's it. I, we only watched it recently, like over the last couple of weeks, but we like binged it and... I absolutely loved it. Incredible. I've heard such
0: amazing reviews. Of yeah.
1: Incredible. It's like I've seen a lot of people say it and I totally agree that it's Star Wars for adults. Yes. It's no it's nothing cheesy. It's like the sort of gritty underside of like the rebellion, like the start of the rebellion and like you know how the empire almost, you know, this almost, like, Nazi-esque or, like, KGB, like, Secret Service, like the SS, and they're all, like, going in and taking over, and it's, you know, like, this rebellion trying to fight against them. And, you know, there's no lightsabers, and no cheesy music, there's no force, it's just, like, real characters. And it's a bit of a slow burner, don't get me wrong, but totally worth it. I think I absolutely loved it. I I thought it was incredible. And I think this is the thing with something
0: like that is – it's okay to be a slow burner. Because I'll be honest with you, yeah. I have zero interest. When it come up, like... Rogue One is possibly one of my favourite Star Wars films.
1: I, I totally agree. It's I, one I'm of my definitely favorites. Saying,
0: don't get me wrong, don't come at me because of the originals. Yeah. Just for what it was from modern Star Wars films, it is outstanding. Totally. I have zero interest in the backstory of Cassie,
1: Cassie C- and Andor. When it got announced, I was like, yeah, not excited about it yeah. at all. Yeah, Especially was, when you compare it to the announcements of like Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Show exactly. and Ahsoka Show. And obviously Mandalorian's been massive, so the continuation of that. Um so Andor was well down the list. But exactly. You need to power through and watch it. It's, um, I will. It's, um, I will. It, obviously, you know, without going massively off topic, but Kenobi wasn't great. It,
0: it had its it, moments. It had its
1: moments, but overall it dips and troughs. And- the problem
0: with Obi-Wan was it had its moments were that big that it overshadowed a lot of the shit. Yeah. So, for example, um, Darth Vader pulling down the the freight Carrier, unreal One scene of the best Star Wars scenes I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In, it's really encapsulated how terrifying Vader this is. This man, is. Yeah. When he's walking down, is it in Tatooine? When he's walking down, just ripping people out of yeah. houses. It really gave you what what this man is is capable of. Absolutely. But that then is completely taken away from fucking obi-wan chasing leia through
1: a busy like what a terrible what, what was what a, that yeah that, i you mean know. the whole leia storyline i don't get me wrong the little girl who played leia i thought she did a fantastic she did a job, great job yeah. But the storyline it was shocking why yeah. are you bringing that in it makes no sense it doesn't fit it was a very disney storyline yeah exactly yeah i feel like you've, you've hit the nail on the head there yeah. it was it was poor um but and or adult show um, thrown into the Star Wars world. A bit like, you know, like your you Clone Wars and your Rebels, you get to see like the underside of... Different worlds and different characters. You know, yeah. not everyone's a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that is my... I know I was going to do 60-second recommendation, which I will do later, but...
0: But that's a recommendation. That is
1: definitely... Uh, I wanted to say more than 60 seconds on that.
0: Within the next week, I'll have watched it all. Nice. I want to smash it. Unfortunately, at the time, the problem is my housemate, it's a bit of a pain to get down watching TV. Right. And whenever he's like, I want to watch this, I'm like, okay, dude, we'll do, this do together. it together. Yeah. So we did do Obi-Wan and shit, which was weekly. So we made one hour a week to watch it together. I and mean, like whilst we're having tea, but yeah, it's just when it all come out, we left it all till the end. And now, I want to smash for it. Yeah. I, I, I'm a binger. Yeah. Me and I, too. I ain't got time for this. Like, dude, are you watching it with me or not? So yeah. I, I will I will hammer for it. Just quickly talking about like um Disney TV shows And What what's your opinions on the Marvel TV shows? So I'm talking about like Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Did you watch that? The
1: Punishers So the like the Netflix ones mm-hmm. I really liked. Like the Daredevil was yeah. incredible. So good. Yeah. Although saying that I never finished season three. Um, not because of the show not being quality, just one of them that, you know, fell by the wayside. Um, the Punisher was a bit slower. Oh, God, I loved it. But again, like, I, I, nothing against it. I just started it and never never finished it. But then I, I watched most of Jessica Jones. I know loads of people loved that. I, I loved I,
0: season I, one, I, hated season two. Yeah,
1: I didn't really get into it. And Luke Cage, I never really got into. And I... So I missed a load and then went back and then I went back in with Iron Fist and that was absolute garbage. I mean, one, they did not do Danny Rand justice.
0: No. As a character. Yeah, it was shit. It was terrible. Luke Cage had this thing. I can't remember which way around it is. The two bad guys are Cottonmouth and Diamondback. Right. The main, so the main bad guy who he like fights at the end, I think that's Diamondback, whatever his name is, was shit. The other guy was better. Okay. Uh, and I was just kind of like, oh, this takes it away from a bit. The reason I bring it up is because obviously Charlie Cox is he's carrying on as Daredevil. Yes. Which is very good. I have not seen She-Hulk. But me he's neither. That. Um, now he has come out recently saying, you've had the Daredevil you wanted. That's not what you're getting.
1: Oh, I there, see. There's no
0: gore. We've done oh, that. We're going down a different so, path. Oh, so,
1: disappointing. It is.
0: And don't get me wrong. I'll give it a go because Charlie Cox was Incredible, yeah, as Daredevil, yeah, he was. Um, I thought he was fantastic. I love like when he shows up and shit now. Um, he's made a household name for himself, he, hasn't he? With he that, really with that role, but the problem is how amazing Daredevil was. I mean, just himself, that and Punisher, the um, the full scene fight videos where it's one long camera oh, action. I love that every love season those. had one, yeah, they were outstanding, gory as anything. Obviously, they brought Punisher into Daredevil, um, for. Season... Uh, the prison uh, storyline.
1: Yeah. he where... um, came in season two, didn't he? Yeah, that's
0: right. And yeah. it was just outstanding. I'm a little bit disappointed to hear this. You know what? I'm not all about gore. I'm not... It doesn't have to be that. What you've done is create an absolute monster with these shows. Yeah. Like, all right, fair enough, taken away from things like Iron Fist. But you've created a monster with Daredevil and Punisher. And now you're going to take that away and to go, let's try a different avenue. I'm oh, down for trying yeah. new shit. I just don't see it working. One, no. because we have a preconceived conception, sorry, of what he is now. Yes. If you're going to do that, you've got to go with a different person.
1: Uh, yeah, and I agree. Yeah. And I just, <sighs> The only thing that would make me watch it is because it'd be Charlie Cox.
0: 100%. Yeah. So that's the only
1: reason I would tune in to watch a new Daredevil show is because I'm basically being loyal to Charlie Cox after the show that he put out before. Yeah. And if it's not going to be the same, yeah, I guess we're just gonna have to think of it as a brand new show daredevil season one it's not going to be daredevil season four Yeah, it's it's a brand new show got to be what we just got we've got to enjoy the fact that we'll get some more charlie cox screen time
0: and again as we just said it's going to get the disney storyline yeah And, and that's the thing isn't it so yeah so that's a bit of a shame in my head um but we're getting there
1: I've, yeah, I've got. I've been hit and miss with the Marvel ones as well. I've sort of fallen off the Marvel bandwagon a bit. I've, I've not watched superhero fatigue. I think that's it. Yeah. And we, I've said it in previous episodes. I think we, you know, we peaked with Infinity War and Endgame. Massively. It was, it was, it was all building up to that, and then as soon as we hit that peak level, the incredible films. It's just been picking up the pieces a little bit since, and, and we've been hit and miss. Some good, some. Some not so good. Still some great stuff coming out. Oh, absolutely. Spider
0: Man, Shang, uh, Shang-Chi yeah. were great. Just, was okay.
1: There's a lot good. of half-decent stuff, but then there's also a lot of dead weight we're carrying now. Yeah, and um, it is a
0: problem when you have delivered. Like, I am happy that I'm going to die of that age where we got to. We got the all. We yeah. got Infinity War. We got all of that fucking lead-up and storyline to Endgame and Infinity War. Like, yeah. we, that was part of our history. Oh, absolutely. Our it's movie,
1: cinematic history. Massively. I, like, it's, yeah, I'm, like, grateful that we grew up, like, through that. Absolutely. It's peak time, yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we had a lot of the drivel beforehand. We had, you know,
0: the Eric Banner Hulk. We had Edward Norton yeah. Hulk. We yeah. had a, a lot of shit beforehand. But it, it was cinematic history that, as a 30-year-old man going to see these films... Just as excited as the twelve-year-old boy sat next to me. Absolutely, Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, some, yeah. Absolutely. Someone's kid, and we are gasping at the same time, and yeah, yeah, just yeah. absolutely shocked with fucking, you know, uh, Absol- Milner going to, to, to Captain America, Captain America. Yeah, like yeah. the what whole the audience fuck?
1: literally just gasped, like <gasps> you <laughs> yeah. know, it was unreal. Or then when when I first went to watch it, um, we went to watch it in IMAX, and obviously IMAX is there's loads of seats, so it's like hundreds of people. Did you went to one in Sheffield, yeah. I went to that one as well. And, when Spider-Man comes back through, through the portal, the cinema literally started cheering. It's mad, Everyone it? was like, yeah, and started applauding. It was crazy. I've never known anything like it um, in a cinema screen before. And I think that's the problem. We're on the come down from that now. Yeah. And I, I think that you're right, a little bit like superhero fatigue, because not only we get in the films, we get all the TV shows, and it's just almost... It's almost relentless at the moment. And it's almost like it feels like it's hard to keep up with. Um, so I've not watched like Miss Marvel. I've not watched She-Hulk. Um, I, th-
0: I think um, so my friend Aaron um, described this very well. He he said to me he quite enjoyed Miss Marvel and She-Hulk. Now, I couldn't stomach him. I, g- I gave up on him. But his way of seeing it was I watched them knowing I wasn't the target demographic. Do you know what I mean? These, yeah. these aren't for me. So that's yeah. why I enjoyed them because okay. they were what they were. They were Marvel TV shows. They're going to be part of whatever the next build is, but they're not for me, and that's okay. And not everything is for me. Yeah, and I, yeah, I kind yeah. Of, you can kind of forgive that, but for me, I, it wasn't enjoyable, so I stopped.
1: Yeah, um, see, I'm not just not even started them. Yeah, Miss um,
0: Marvel was okay. I, I, it was a different spin. I, I quite liked, you know, uh, the culture of Miss Marvel and and like the sort of uh, the the religion side of stuff that went down. I I, I did quite quite enjoy that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just struggled. There was too childish for me. And,
1: and this, is the problem, that was, was it. And that's the worry of a lot of things. that It becomes too teeny, which is what I was worried about with Wednesday that I thought it'd be too teeny, but Wednesday was fantastic. Um, oh, it was.
0: So I, I was watching a video the other day of the Wednesday cast, um, reacting to the dance scene. Well, right. That's massive. Now all over the internet Yeah, people yeah, it's doing that version right of, of the there. dance. It's taken over to that Lady Gaga song, whatever it is. Um, and it was them reacting to it. And some of them hadn't seen it before.
1: Right. Um,
0: and uh, General Ortega said, oh, I'd choreographed this myself. And the whole way through, I just felt like a twat. You can clearly see I don't know how to dance. Right. So I just right, choreographed yeah. whatever I thought was what Wednesday Adams would do. Yeah. Because, you know, it shows some really... It, I saw this other one as well where it had General Ortega's, but then... Christina Riches, and then like the old black and white one of all the little dance scenes together, and how okay. this messed up young girl who is dark and twisted still loves to dance. And I yeah. thought, you know what, you did it such good justice.
1: Oh, yeah. So I Incredible thought it's quite scene. cool
0: to hear her say, um, "I choreographed it myself because I can't dance," and that's kind of what we wanted to see. Yeah, and It's such a banging scene, man.
1: So, so good. So good. I saw a mashup yesterday, and it was of um, Toby Maguire from spider-man 3 you yeah. know that he's obviously his dancing what's it called like something it's like bad Maguire or bad oh, I can't remember whatever which it more. is yeah that you know he's always like when dancing he's had the black suit on there. yeah and yeah. He, obviously that that has been like mixed into so many different videos <laughs> yeah. and stuff and it was like it was like finally a worthy partner and it's him doing like a dance-off with uh, wednesday that's Adams. and it was actually really good that um, was such a bad film. We're not going to oh, go yeah, there, but what yeah. a bad fucking I mean, we, film. We've just rambled on for like the last, like, I don't know, 20 minutes about stuff we hadn't even planned. <laughs> Good, because we've got nothing else to talk yeah, about yeah. in this episode. This so was, This is what always happens when we've had a couple of drinks as exactly, well. Exactly, We yes. just sort of ramble a through A lot of things. shit we haven't discussed. Yeah. Uh,
0: and completely off topic, completely away from film and anything else, because this is a very diverse podcast. Mm. You know, we like to bring a bit of everything, a bit of music, a bit of this, a bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Magic the Gathering. Oh. I want to have a little discussion about this. Yes. So Magic the Gathering, for those of you that don't know, that aren't absolute fucking dweebs, um, is <laughs> is, a, is a card game, Um, pretty much. It's down the lines of your Yu-Gi-Ohs and whatever. I'll get yep. beaten up by big fucking Wizard of the Coast fans for this. Yeah. But it is basically just... Uh, a card game that is all about wizards and demons and it's like monsters. It's a fantasy, and it's fantasy card fantasy game, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've never been a massive player, but I got taught how to play it a few years ago and I've, I bought a load of decks. It is an absolute money spinner. You spend hundreds mm. of pounds on this. Um, And I got massive into it, but had no one to ever play with. Yeah. So I I bought all these cards, I made some wicked decks, and then I ended up selling them because I just had no one to play with. And I had hundreds of pounds worth of cards and some wicked decks. And I knew a kid who was after some, and he offered me 50 quid for him. And I was just like, you know, I'll just take them, dude. Like,
1: I I could do it in cash.
0: You're getting a steal here for the money I've spent, but that's fine. Uh, Mentioned it to you because you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Yeah, I am. You told me you've never played um so we set up a few episodes ago we spoke about how we had a nice little piss up uh together and got in a hot tub and all this yeah but beforehand i turned up with five decks of magic the gathering cards and said i'm gonna teach you. so there's you your wife your friend kyle ed and myself yep um ed's your brother-in-law yep. Brother yeah 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 um so I just sat down and taught you how to play, and we had such a, a fun night. It was a great night. It was I was got knocked out first because you convinced your wife and everyone else to team up against me. And I mean, me yeah, out I mean,
1: we, we've been playing. We've been playing for a few hours because it's a long game. Because obviously it's five, of us so it took it teacher, taken a long yeah. time. And you're teaching us how how to go, and then you went out for. Um,
0: I think went for a smoke. I think you went for a yeah. smoke,
1: and. Um, so I I was I was the villain here because mainly because I, I was we'd had a few drinks I could yeah. barely read we the cards had, we had smashed I, we the, uh, the White Russians North so I barely see anymore the hot tub was calling me it's like right let's let's get Sam because obviously you're the pro as well like we I, I'm no, not even the pro but, but I'm the one who knows how but to play compared yeah. to our level you're certainly yeah. the pro so we were like we have no we no chance of beating Sam because we barely know the rules so it was a case of right let's just go all in everyone at Sam and we knocked you out. Um, but then the, the good thing about that was it created a domino effect didn't it. As soon as you went out, another player went straight out. So we'd gone all in and, and then it would knock us all out. But, and then we went and celebrated in the hot tub.
0: Yeah. And then within that, the next day, a magic, the gathering group chat was made with the five of us. Of, yeah. Let's ha- what do we do for, for decks? How do we do this? How do we do that? I know for a fact, Kyle had bought a commander deck, although I own commander decks. I've never played commander, which is just a different way of playing. Um, So, we were having lots of discussions of when we can do this game. So, it was such a banging night. So, I kind of orchestrated a little thing. Um, your wife messaged me saying she wanted to get you a deck so I researched what would be good for you sent it to her yep. asked her the sort of stuff she likes researched that sent you a deck yeah. then I also Ed the brother-in-law why don't you look at getting a deck like it's for him and yeah. just made sure everybody had so suddenly, what they
1: needed for Christmas everyone's now got a Magic the Gathering deck <laughs> exactly
0: and then Kyle who is just out there he, he bought a deck never even played it and was buying cards to bulk it that's classic doing. Kyle classic though. Kyle yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's
1: buying fun. things fun for minutes, I'm gonna buy. Yeah, make it
0: the greatest deck ever, and it just got out of hand. So I have not played since then but Because you and I also treated you and Claire to a, a like a, a a starter deck, yeah, it cost yeah, tenor, so generous of you, two, yeah. two, um two packs, just play against other. Like yeah, starter packs, just get, get in and play, but, yeah, exactly. Because Claire was really interested, so I was like, it'd be really good if you two can learn to play and then we can get together. Um, so you and Claire have been smashing it a little bit, haven't we? We have, yeah, and I also. I see Ed came over at Christmas, you played with him,
1: yeah, so at Boxing Day, I was around my family, like, all, we were all together, so me and Claire took our decks over and then had a little game with Ed and stuff, yeah, so it's um, but nice, obviously. I could barely, barely remember the rules because I was so drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When um when you showed me first time, so I was like, I cannot remember everything. I can remember the basics, the very basics, but yeah. tapping manner and yeah. That sort so of stuff. it's been a case of just learning as we go. So like any like special rule or anything we're not sure of, we've just been Googling it and yeah. playing And I think that's the thing with any game, isn't it? It's just practice. Just put it, just, just if you're not sure there's endless ways of finding out now, there's loads of YouTube videos on there. Like we, go, we literally watched YouTube videos on how to play commander. Yeah. And then did that. It's like, right, let's just give it a go. and we'll see how it works. Um, but it has quickly since Christmas, become my new obsession yeah and i am like obsessed i like i'm just constantly any spare moment i've got i'm just googling like new cards for my deck like <laughs> i think the card the deck you recommended that claire got me was like a vampire one so yeah. i've got that really cool because you
0: like your dark black I love like yeah
1: black and i love like the all the gothic horror themes yeah. um so it's really like sort of appeals to me but well, yeah, we went out shopping yesterday. Both bought a brand new deck again. Bear in mind, i have only just got one for Christmas, so I got like a zombie one, and Claire got like a witch's one. So
0: yeah, it's been good fun. So, do you feel that this is going to take over your life a little bit?
1: I, it already has over the last few days, but yeah, I can see why. I can see why people become obsessed with it, and why definitely. it is because even if you don't play, I can see it, it's like a collectible thing, isn't it? So definitely, so, yeah. You know, I imagine there's so many people out there that have never played it, but have thousands of pounds worth of cards because they're collectibles. Yeah. You know, the artwork on them's really nice. You know, there's some of the rare ones. But like Pokemon, everyone I knew growing up had Pokemon cards and I know, don't know a single person that ever played Pokemon. I never
0: played Pokemon and I had fucking hundreds. Yeah. Who, knew how,
1: who knows how to play Pokemon? Some people. Yeah.
0: I was speaking to someone recently who actually plays Pokemon right. and I was just like, shit, that must be like an expensive hobby. And she's like, yeah, I've, I've put a lot behind this. And exactly the same as this, you put, I mean, a fat pack, which is, it comes with a box, a dice and 10 booster packs is 40 quid. Yeah. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, these what,
1: commander packs are sort of, you sort of range in between like 25 to 45 quid. Yeah, exactly. And it's just a standard deck that you
0: get to play with. I mean, again, this is the nerdiest conversation that we'll have, but I know, you're big into
1: D. you're into your
0: lord of the rings sort of like models what do you call that Exactly. it's fast? like warhammer
1: isn't it Very much uh, like warhammer. yeah um so i've done that i've done that since it came out since like 2001
0: yeah it was not something you used to do with your dad quite a lot yeah so I still yeah. do it
1: with my dad uh, a few of my friends like ed and kyle they're all into it as well so
0: that was really nice kyle messaged me recently and said are you free tonight and i have little and so i couldn't go and he goes oh i'm Gonna whip out the um, the figures, and I thought it'd be really nice to get you over and teach you how to play.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was really sweet of well, him we, to we, think. We've, we've spoke about that. It'd be nice to, like reciprocate. Obviously, you showed us how to do magic. I know you spoke about you wanted like try and d and d. I bit. really want to try. Um, so D&D, we'll have to yeah. get a group together and do that. Um, you know, so yeah, especially when you was
0: talking about some one shot stuff for D D. Yeah. I was like, that worked really well. So I'm not with a bunch of people I don't know because I'd feel a bit awkward. Like yeah, of if course. it's just a few people I do know and you teach because I I am a bit of a dumbass when it comes to it took me forever to learn the rules of magic gathering. And even now I'm still a bit like you because it changes Bar your standard rules, your scries and stuff like that. Yeah. What the fuck does this mean? I of mean, course, yeah at, yeah. at one point, they was bringing energy tokens in, and I was like, what the fuck to this? And yeah, it, it all gets a bit crazy, but it's something that I'm so glad that I imparted on you. But just sure as shit for me, I've taught a bunch of people that live miles away from me how to play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> oh, that can play yeah. with each other,
1: and I just get <laughs> yeah. really jealous. I know, yeah. Just been messaging you like, oh, like, because obviously just dead <laughs> excited, like, oh, look, we've been playing this game, playing that. and then, <laughs> And then you're probably just sat there thinking, you bastards! Yeah, I, <laughs> I taught
0: you everything you know. <laughs> Literally every time you you or Claire send me a picture or a message, they're like, "Oh, we're playing this." I just reply with fucking nerds. Oh, no. yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, just get jealous. I don't do want to play. Well, I brought my decks today, I Avinash, mean, so we might get a couple of games in yeah, after after the this live uh, After this, before the live well, stream. But I am so glad that you've got into it, and I'm
0: so glad that you're going to be skint. Uh,
1: this is the thing, I, you know. I am very grateful for you introducing me, but also. Um, Oh, I'm going to spend so much money already, I can see. Because I get quite obsessive with things yeah, when like yeah. do stuff, so I'll be I'll be all in. So where do you think you're going to go with the game? So the idea of Magic the Gathering
0: is there are five different colours. Yes. You've got um, red, which is quite a quick fire, fireball type. Get in there, knock down as many points as possible. Green, which is mine, uh, I, I love a green big monsters get them out as quick as possible and just destroy everyone yep. black which is quite dark and like you say quite gothicy, where you're bringing things you, you're doing um, bringing... stuff but bringing it back from the dead yeah um white which is all like a lot of angels and, and flying creatures and blue which i can't i still don't understand blue i think it's shit <laughs> personally i think it's wank but it's like a lot of uh, sea creatures and stuff like that right yeah right. um so you've gone straight in with black, which I understand. Yeah. The reason the first deck I ever bought was green and it was an amazing deck. I bought it off eBay. It was a hand It was a custom built one. I bought off someone nice and it was incredible. It, yeah. it won everything. It was so good. Um, and that's what kept me with green and I stay with that. You've gone black. Do you think now your obsession? You're going to try the different colors. I'll, try I'll build? probably
1: try the different colors. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got a black red one and a black blue. blue. um, but then when I played yesterday with Claire, she had a green-white, and it just absolutely nuked my yeah. deck straight away. certain
0: colours just don't fit well with each other. Yeah. Like, a, um, a, a good example of that is with... Um, for example, my green, I never normally have flying or anything like that. So if I play against a white deck that is just full, full of flying, pegasuses yeah. and angels, I'm fucked because yeah. I can't I can't defend myself from flying creatures. Yeah. And no matter what I've got on my deck on my desk, I've just got to hope that you defend, else I'm fucked. Yes. Um so certain things don't work in certain stuff. But it's just fun. Like I've never been good at deck building. I've built all the decks we've played with so far, I've built myself, but they're not amazing. Right. There's always something to learn. And that's what I love about this. It's learning how to build a better deck, learning how certain cards work with each other, you know. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So Magic the Gathering, if you don't know it or you don't follow it that much, there is a yearly Grand Prix, and like, the prize is a million dollars. Like, it's Shoot. That's crazy. I love watching the Grand
1: Prix. Right.
0: But we're talking... I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's certain decks that people use and it's just ridiculous because people play it so quick. You know when you watch them quick games of chess? Bang, 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 yeah, bang. Yeah, dunk. yeah, yeah. They're like- doing that. They're whipping these cards down and everyone just knows what card needs to come next to a bit, uh, to activate this ability and this ability and this ability, oh, which crazy, is going to kill you. It?
1: It's next level. And a
0: game can last four turns. bum, 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 dunk They're shaking hands and fucking off. Yeah. And half the time, I'm the Grand Prix going what
1: just happened
0: <laughs> yeah a card I can't comes out with uh, two paragraphs full of writing that i'm trying to read what does that do what's this card do Boom, yeah they're over. already like two, they're
1: two turns ahead yeah. It, yeah it's game over it's like what it's yeah. very
0: yeah it's very much like chess in that in that it aspect. is yeah
1: i can i can totally see why like very tactical um it's so much fun though like, like i said i've only been playing it like like literally like a week yeah um but it's it's just good fun because, like, like I said, if there's just two of you, like you can just, we could, like me and Claire have just been smashing it at home. But then if there's a big group of us, we could all play. Um, I, I like that. Like I like the social side of it as well. Yeah, like, of course. So I've only ever played one on one, you see.
0: Right. So I taught my housemate how to play. Um, so we have a few games occasionally after a few beers, and it's always one on one. But he's always a thousand steps behind me because he's only just learned. Yes. And the problem with him is he understands it to a certain point where he can get a decent handout on the table. But the dude has never, ever, ever in the history of playing Magic remembered to attack. <laughs> so he has got loads of attack, and he just doesn't attack me. And then right, one by yeah. one, I pick, and I'm like, Josh, attack me. He's like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah, and then one by one, something. I pick everything off and destroy him. So I'm like, oh, it's not saying I'm good, but it's not a challenge. Yes, yeah, and I get that. So it'd be good to play with people when you guys, because you'll be ahead of me in, in seconds, because you are really sort of putting time and effort into this. And then before I know, I'm getting smashed. Uh, I don't know. Like, well, I, I
1: don't know. Like from like, I think a lot <laughs> of it is just because it's the beauty of the game is it can just be obviously some plenty of magic players will call me out on this, but a lot of it seems fairly randomized because obviously you've got your deck. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of it depends on what cards come out at the right time. So like Claire and I played a game last night, she got a card out it was an angel and I've got a zombie deck and it was literally destroy all zombies. So suddenly I, my
0: whole, whole deck
1: is just destroyed and then she just killed me like straight away yeah. game over. But then the next turn, next game we played, that angel card didn't come out, and yeah. I slowly whittled her down, and then I won that game. So yeah. it's got that replayability. Um, so there's endless different outcomes you could have, even with the same decks. So. Yeah.
0: So anyone that does listen to this and is a fan of the game, we are absolute. Noobs, we're very new to it. You know, even me who has kind of been playing for a few years. I'm very amateur. I still don't overly get it because I've never had the opportunity to push myself. But it's just good fun yeah No doubt you're going to see loads of pictures and videos of us playing it. Yeah um so enjoy
1: that and if you
0: are into it get in contact let us know what you play like give us some tips we could do with the tips yeah
1: i was about literally about to say that like if anyone wants to play like just just hit us up because we want to play we want to learn we want to get better we want to try new things and it's a great social event you know we have a couple of drinks like uh, you know i've seen in a few places like that and you said like friday night magic magic is a big thing apparently Mm -hmm. like loads of like pubs or cafes or whatever they do events and i love that idea of Go in to a pub or whatever, like a, like a gaming bar or whatever. A few beers, a few games of magic. Yeah. I love that social side of it as yeah, well.
0: Definitely outstanding. Right, so those of you that weren't interested in that, sorry, vote we don't care because we're having a fucking good time. And we,
1: what? As soon as we finish this podcast, we're going to be playing magic. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we, we don't give so, a shit. So yeah, in the build up to that, we're going to talk about magic you know to get Fuck us in it. the mood for it. We're going to live stream it on the page just <laughs> to really piss <pitch> people
0: off. <laughs> um. So. I gave you the the big task of bringing snack of the week this week. You did. Because I normally just pick it up every time I go shopping, I go find something. And From I'm like, oh, stretcher. I've got it!" it pound stretcher every time. But I've not needed batteries this week, so I've not been into pound stretcher. <laughs> 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 so I completely forgot, and uh, you brought some stuff. So as we forgot to do last week, uh, sponsored by our good friend Drew Flanagan Music. Absolutely. Who has been sending us more music, which is fantastic. Still working on this live EP, going up on Spotify soon. Please give him a like, please give him a follow. We're sharing some stuff on our page as well. Um, so here is Snack of the Week, sponsored by Drew Flanagan Music.
1: Here come Sam and Ryan, listen to them both speak. They've come to hours all with their pop culture critique. But are you even a nerd if you don't overeat? So come on, everybody, it's the Snack of the Week. <laughs> What a beautiful, beautiful man. I just never... I never get tired of listening to that. No, I don't either. I absolutely love it. He's so good. He's such a good boy. (laughs) He lives in my head rent-free all the time. I'll
0: never get tired of the joke that we've just heard that when we haven't. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That
0: (laughs) that we literally just give a two-second pause.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to happen every week. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you brought for us, big boy? Right. So this week, I've gone... Maybe I've gone... It's not that exciting Mm -hmm. because... a lot of the time we'll go for weird and wonderful and new different things, but very, very hit and miss. Oh, massively, yeah. So this week I've gone for an absolute solid snack. My favourite chocolate of all time. Talk to me. I've gone for a twirl. Ryan, go on. Twirls
0: are the greatest chocolate bars. Thank
1: you. Thank you. On earth. See, on yes, earth.
0: they are. Unreal. <laughs> They do battle the top spot with, for me, Whisper Gold. Oh, I do like a Whisper Gold, yeah. But they win. And I love a Whisper Gold, but they do win. Yeah. For me, top three, telling you now, Whisper Gold, Bueno. Oh, nice. Love a Bueno. Or a Happy Hippo. They're on the same, same level. Yeah, okay. And then Twirl at the top. Yeah. You know what? Enjoy the like orange ones and shit, but just give me a twirl. Just give me a twirl. Don't fuck about orange and yeah, stuff. It's just, fine, but that's not what I'm just here for.
1: A standard twirl. You can't. You can't beat it. And we were talking earlier with Joe and Hugh when they were round. Yeah, we, about a flake. Yeah. Flakes are great, but they're crumbly. Very crumbly. They get everywhere. A twirl because it's got that solid outer layer. Yeah, and I wouldn't trust Joe eating a twirl, uh, eating a flake.
0: I've seen that girl eat crisps and she saw my managers to get them everywhere
1: well if you ask, I say if what I want about her for her, a I know plate she doesn't listen to
0: this uh, podcast so. exactly
1: but if you're asking for a plate to eat crisps it's there's something, something wrong in, you know <laughs> yeah, something wrong with your life <laughs> 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 well, bearing in mind we're saying
0: this they don't listen to the podcast yeah, but so. we have already planned an episode for joe which is gonna be really funny and then hugh 'Cause she was big into beer gaming stuff. Joe is into none of that, but yeah. she's quite funny. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'll, we've got we'll to incorporate pretty, them, into yeah, it somehow. We'll get them in too at some point. So uh I'm a big fan of what you've done here because you've gone, yeah, all right, nice, I should bring in random shit. But actually snack of the week isn't about new and wonderful and weird. It's about no. do you want a snack? Yeah, what'd you love? Yeah. Let's what? let's enjoy something we let's, love. Let's
1: enjoy. So uh, I brought a 12 Staple chocolate two fingers two fingers no, none of this fucking snack bollocks yeah yeah
0: it's going to spoil. Mm.
1: oh you can't beat it can you i mean it's just it's just quality it's just quality chocolate
0: mm.
1: it says cocoa life on it
0: i don't know what that means but still. no idea
1: oh. i don't read the packet i'm quite
0: I'm happy know, i know what i'm getting normally after a mouthful i'm like right let's move on no one wants to hear us eat
1: i'm not stopping until this is done exactly because it's not new as well, if we've all, we've both had, God knows how many twirls we've had in our time. God. But um, we know what we're getting, so we don't have to analyse it. Mom. All the listeners have eaten a twirl before. Of course we have.
0: If you haven't eaten a twirl before, let us know. Yeah. Because there's something wrong with you. Absolutely. And I get it. Unless, you know, you're like vegan or something.
1: No one's born vegan, were they?
0: Well, are yeah, true.
1: Someone's had a twirl growing do up think, Do think even you think you get
0: vegan twirls and stuff?
1: Um, there will probably be some sort of knockoff, maybe. Mm. So our friend
0: our friend Kyle, who mentioned quite a lot, is a vegan. He is. And he's pretty banging at finding vegan substitutes, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, So Kyle, if you listen to this, tell us what the best vegan chocolate is, and we'll give that a go. And how does it rank against a twirl? Yeah, well, we know where it ranks. So <laughs> below. <laughs> Obviously. Mm. Everything's below. But this is the man that gave me the only vegan cheese that I was like, shit, this is amazing.
1: Mm. So be, yeah, I'll mm. be interested in that. Yeah, A vegan twirl equivalent.
0: Mm. Well, that was incredible. Yeah, I just mashed it all. It's <sighs> gone. Did you
1: only bring two? Yeah, sorry. You prick.
0: Why don't you buy well, a multi-pack?
1: I have got some multi-packs at, at home as well because I got bought them for Christmas.
0: But no, you didn't want to share them with your boy, did you?
1: I just want to eat them when I get home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a prick. All the time I bring you all the best foods.
1: Yeah, I brought you one.
0: But you have more at home. You can't sleep one twirl.
1: Oh, That was so good. T- tell me that's
0: true. You can't just see one twirl.
1: No, no, Because you can't. I'm
0: going to be thinking about twirls now until
1: I go to bed tonight. Yeah. And it's going to
0: be a long night. Actually, we're going, going to get some to delivered
1: you. on like Just Eat or something. Oh, easy, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll order some of the pizzas we get after this. Yeah, <laughs> get
1: some twirls I <laughs> believe. Get twirls from the shop next door.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you an extra five quid. Yeah, Right, uh. snack of the week. Um, oh, you know how we really enjoyed just listening to snack of the week jingle then?
1: Yes. Should we have another jingle? Well, you know what? We've not had enough jingles recently you know
0: we really haven't we had one last week um so yes yeah, i think we should have another jingle shall we yeah Let's... so drew flanagan music who um is obviously a big fan of the jingle and a big fan of the podcast um he's also a big fan of getting a recommendation for something in 60 seconds yeah just
1: fast just fast Boom.
0: he said to me he says when i get a recommendation from some someone I stopped listening after 60 seconds. I've heard that by a lot of people. Yeah, so we just went, you know what then, mate? This is for you, right as a jingle. So here is 60 Second Recommendation by Drew Flanagan Music.
1: 60 Second Recommendations Into the pod shortest presentation Music, film, even serial 60 Seconds recommending. Listen closely, it's not never ending
0: Oh, God, what a song. What a banging song. <laughs> I to, oh, God. I love listening to that. Do you prefer <laughs> that or the Snack of the Week jingle? It's odd. Snack, snack of the Week's the original. It is. It's the OG, OG. isn't it? It is. It is. So I, I'm not saying Eva's better, but Snack of the Week's OG for me. And yeah. that was stuck. Although this has been stuck in my head, Snack of the Week was stuck in my head for weeks. Yeah. H- Housemates going out. Bye, Josh. Bye. Bye. Don't know where he's going, but I'm sure he's... Going to go out and be an absolute deviant somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, had no, he, yeah, he had that look in his eye. He had that look in his eye as he walked past Bless him. So, 60 second recommendation. I am going to get the stopwatch up. Um, I'm a little bit
1: nervous about doing this one. I know you said this to me. Purely because it. It deserves so much more than 60 seconds. Give it an
0: intro. Give it an intro because I feel I feel you need to say this before you do it.
1: So I've watched recently, I have seen it before, but I rewatched it um, last week. An absolute classic of cinema, like cinema history. We're talking here. Um, it is a film from 1956 Japanese film, the seven samurai. Um, and yeah, I wanted to recommend it because I, I we've not planned to talk about this for it in any in, in any feature but I wanted to I wanted to get it in because That's fine. not many people have spoke have seen it but everyone bloody should. Yeah, so
0: it, it might be something we talk about in the future.
1: Yes. But whereas 60 Seconds doesn't give it justice, you
0: wanted to just be like, look, I have watched this, guys. Although we might discuss it in the future, give it a watch. Give it a watch. I think it's fair enough.
1: Absolutely. So, so you're going to give me my 60 Seconds? I'm going to give you 60 Seconds, and we are starting now. Okay, so Seven Samurai, like I said, it's a, it's a it's a 1956 black and white Japanese film, and it is set in sort of like feudal Japan, and it is almost like the original action film. There's probably some before that, but that's like the most famous one. And the story is that seven samurai that get grouped together, a ragtag group of seven samurai, to defend a village against a horde of 40 bandits. Okay. It is like the original action story that has been replicated.
0: Millions countless times, times yeah.
1: since like it's literally the magnificent seven they ripped this film off and it still holds up today i watched it recently it is a long film it's three and a half hours but you really get to know the characters the action still holds up well it is like the original of like slow motion action there's so many film techniques in it that started there it's incredible it deserves so much more than 60 seconds but the seven samurai go watch it banging that was just under a minute well done <laughs> That was hard, mate. I could have, I could have done a whole episode on that. Oh,
0: easy. Yeah. And we we totally get that. So as a recommendation, where did you watch this?
1: I watched it on prime, but I, it's not directly on prime. So I set up a, a, um, subscription with BFI. So the British film Institute. Institute. Yeah. So they like a lot of things you can get that through prime. So I got a free trial, I think like a week free trial with it. um, and it's got me access to loads of classic films. It's actually incredible. So many films wow, on there okay. that I've clocked already. And then it's—I think it's a fiver a month okay, after, after that. Um, so that's where I got it. But you could probably pick it up on DVD for like a couple of quid. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it is probably quite easy to get hold of. Um, have you seen it? I have not. No, but I'm going
0: to on your recommendation.
1: Yeah, like, like I said, I—it's—it's it's a long film, three and a half hours. But You've got to be in the mood for that. You've got, yeah, to, be, it, you've got to commit to that. This yourself, is what yeah. I'm doing tonight. Yeah. And you've really got to be in
0: the headspace of I'm going to sit and watch a three and a half hour film. Absolutely. Social media is away. We're all slaves to our phones. Put it away. Put it Get away. Get some food and just fucking chill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I th- like I said, I think, say it's, you know, 1956. So it's an old, old film. Yeah. Um, but it still holds up now. And you can see how that. Gave birth to so many like iconic characters, like way films are made. It's literally like, it's just unbelievable cinema history. Exciting. Like right I'll give it a go
0: then. From the greatest action film of all time. Oh, To yes. the greatest action star of oh, all time. Yes. We want to have a little bit of chat about <laughs> Nicolas Cage.
1: That is the, the yeah.
0: Sir, all we Nicolas want to talk about. Cage, is it Sir or Lord? I can't remember which oh, one he is now. God. God, God, (laughs) Nicolas Cage. So we're both fans of Nicolas Cage. I, (coughs) excuse me, I have a candle under my telly. Unreal. I I will put a picture up of it this week. I have a candle of Nicolas Cage uh, in a sort of... um, uh, Catholic sort of, you know, praying situation. It looks, yeah, it looks like banging. a Saint, doesn't he, yeah, or something? It does. Yeah. So I've got that a Daddy DeVito one that I'll share. So we're big fans of the Nicolas Cage. I also have a t-shirt upstairs of Nicolas Cage spread out naked in a banana pill.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Because mm. that's exactly what you want of Nicolas Cage. Yes. And the reason we're going to talk about this is we finally, finally got around to watching The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. I've been, been excited for it for a while.
0: As soon as this was sort of mentioned, so Nicolas Cage is known for doing every film that's ever, but this dude will will take a film on it, you know, if, if he's playing a banana peel on the floor or a crisp packet.
1: Like, I'll do it. I'll do a good job of it. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, he
0: does such fucking weird and wonderful and wacky films, but he's done such amazing films.
1: He's done a lot of... Amazing films, but he's also done a lot of a shit. lot of shit.
0: And then it was brought out like things like, "Oh, Nicholas Cage is going to play Joe Exotic in the new Tiger King film," and all this sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Around about the same time, we heard that Nicholas Cage is going to play a film about Nicholas Cage who talks to Nicholas Cage. Yes, his old characters, and oh, what the fuck is this? I am down for this. Then it got better. That I found out Pedro Pascal was going to be in it. Yeah, incredible. And I've just been waiting and waiting. Again, this is a film that I would have watched by now, but I promised the housemate would watch it together. So this was Christmas Day film. Really? I watched oh, this in Glass un- Onion. Unbelievable. On Christmas Day. So the unbearable weight of massive talent. Do you want to give it a quick synopsis? Do you want me to do it? Um, I don't mind. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give it a quickie, and anything I miss, sort of, just jump in. Sure. So, Nicolas Cage is still dotting about doing some bullshit films. He wants to become serious, so he's gone for a serious role, but he doesn't get taken on it. So he's decided uh, his family's breaking down, his family aren't interested because all he does is work. So he's decided, one last gig, and I'm fucking done. I'm giving up on this shit. But the gig, who comes from his agent, who is played by David Spade, David no, spade? not david spade
1: not david fucking david spade dickhead um it's um oh my days it's barney from yeah how i met your mother i always get them too fucking out and i hate david spade so i'm really pissed off i said that. Uh, i can't believe you said david spade yeah, i'm a big fan of him what's his name oh it's gonna annoy me that i'll have, you, to, I'll you, have to google, yeah, it. google give me,
0: it give me give me a second google it so um this last gig that he gets from him is is it five million dollars it's a million dollars oh a million dollars to turn up to a birthday party just a birthday party on an island for some rich arsehole Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Neil Harris. Fuck it. As soon as you looked at me, I was like, ah! Oh. <laughs> he's known as like Hollywood's greatest dad as well, isn't he? Like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's such a fucking legend. Um, yeah, so he owes about 500 grand to some people. Like
1: debts, yeah.
0: And he's like, I just want to pay it off, get a bit more money, than i have done. So he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going to go and do this birthday party. Yeah. turns up on the island where he is met by... Um, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Uh, Javi. Javi uh, takes him. There's a brilliant opening scene between them two where Neil Patrick Harris gets it in his head that well, he might want you to suck him off or blow him off or something. So he asks the driver of the boat, like, Javi isn't going to make me, like, wank him off or watch him shag his wife or make me shag his wife. And the whole time, it is him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really good. So that's pretty much the story. Um, the FBI... Are following Javi because he's a well-known drug lord, and they have taken a is it a, the, the, a political the, the
1: president? I think it's like the president's daughter, Catalonia's daughter, has been kidnapped. I think that's the opening scene. Yeah, she's like in an apartment with a boyfriend watching uh, watching Connor. Connor, um and then like kidnappers come in and steal her away. So and then um, they think it's the drug lord. They think Javi. it's Javi who has. Hire Nicolas Cage to come to be a special guest appearance at his birthday because Javi is the ultimate Nicolas Cage Cage fan. fan. He's a proper nerd. Wants
0: him to take on a screenplay that he's wrote. Yes. um, And the FBI basically get hold of Nicolas Cage and say, you work for us. Yeah. You're going to go undercover and do this. It sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It is just as ridiculous as you think. And let me tell you now, from a film that is this ridiculous... Pedro Pascal is out st- Standing in this oh, film, he is so, he so good he starts off playing this fucking groupie, this nervous groupie. It's like me, so, me at Comic Con. Yeah, <laughs> so well, and he's like, he doesn't dare talk to him, but he, you know, he's a big drug lord, but he has anxieties <laughs> yeah. around. He's like, no, no, I can't be there when you read my screenplay because I've got anxieties. Oh. And um, there's this amazing scene where they finally become friends, and they're talking about film, and they're talking about classic film and why he got into it and they're talking about some of the greatest cinema history yeah, that's ever yeah. gone and it all builds up to this one moment where the music stops and Nicholas Cage says so Javi answer my question what is your third favourite film <laughs> <laughs> and he goes Paddington 2, Paddington two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is an absolute go to in this house because my daughter I've is obsessed I've not seen it but I really want it's to now so after good. watching this and then Nicholas Cage is like what the fuck cuts he's watching planet two crying.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> Just yeah. like
0: what a piece, what a masterpiece.
1: It's so crazy. What did you think to this film? So I was very excited beforehand before, cause I, I yeah. like I said, I, I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan. Um, I love the idea of this film. It's totally ridiculous. Um, because he keeps getting flashbacks where, he's, when he's pissed up, he talks to a younger a Nicholas younger version Cage. Of himself. Is that from Wild Heart or something like that? I'm not sure exactly sure which he go- specific Nicholas Cage it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's Wild Heart or something like that. But um, he keeps
0: going back to him and and this younger Nicholas Cage. And they've done a really bad version of like, like age a, reconstruction like, yeah, and like all, all that. Shit. him. Yeah, the agent. It's just really bad. There's a scene where Nicholas Cage makes out with Nicholas Cage. And oh, <laughs> it's just stupid. It's a stupid <laughs>
1: yeah. film and. Obviously going into this film I knew it was going to be ridiculous. Yeah, you've You know, got you're to watching a film a Nicolas Cage film where he's playing himself and he's it's just littered with Nicolas Cage references to all his films over the years and but everyone else all the other actors are not are playing characters. Um I, I absolutely loved it. Me too. It was so good. It was so funny. It was so ridiculous. Pedro Pascal as you've said he was fantastic. In, in some ways, a it's, film. In some ways, he was the star of the show because I, I just. Um, he just played it so well. This like nervous groupie who's like the head of this crime family, and it's just he was just so believable. He was just cute, wasn't he? He's like he was a, he's like,
0: oh, like just oh, I just loved you, him. You really start feeling for him, yeah. Even though you are like he's the bad guy. There's this really amazing scene where they drop acid. Oh, because yeah. Because they're going to go and talk. So this is a point where Nicolas Cage knows it is what it is, and this is what I've got to do, and I've got to try and get him admit to it. So he's like, he's like, let's go talk about the screenplay. We're going to yeah. go do the screenplay. I've agreed to take it on. Yeah, I want to stay longer so they drop acid yes and there's this amazing scene where they're both like really worried because two old men on a bench are staring at us and they, and they think it's like the fbi <laughs> yeah and they run away and there's this dramatic scene where they're trying to get over a
1: wall <laughs> <laughs> and it's like such slapstick humor yeah but it, i laughed it just, out loud i was crying with because it just it works so well because the, obviously they're just off their head on acid it's just a Ridiculous scene. I I think that scene's pretty much shown in the trailer, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. But it was so, so funny. Um, I love the fact that as well where they finally get around the, the, the wall and then they see two people that aren't the same two people but they look yeah. almost exactly the same like a guy with like long ginger hair and like an old bald guy so yeah. it's like oh my god they're there like <laughs> and even in my head I had to double do it if you were double taken I wasn't on acid like you
0: can totally see why they'd be freaking out it was yeah it was so good uh, the, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier we had a little bit of a chat about it I absolutely love that for a good 60 to seventy five of the film before they become boys, before they become real friends, he, Javi refers to Nick Cage as Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage, or, it's or never, Mr. Cage. Yeah, it's never Cage. It's always um, Nick, Nick Cage, Nicholas yeah. Cage, Mr. Nicolas Cage, Cage yeah. and I just love that. Yeah. And then it eventually becomes Nick. Like Nick. <laughs> yeah. It's just so fucking good.
1: Like standout moments for you. Um. I mean the yeah the. I love the the acid scene that we've talked about, that whole scene, not just the wall bit, but like when they're in the car driving and then they've got to run away and then they drive back. I love the bit as well where quite near the start where he first gets to um, Mallorca where it's set. And he's not fussed as he? he's really can't be bothered. He's not bothered about Javi and Javi takes him to the cliffs, and then that's he gets so funny, and yeah. he gets him to like pretend because Nicolas Cage is he's, he's on a right downer. He's going to retire from acting, and, you know, like like you said, his family's falling apart, so he's in a bit of a miserable place. And then Javi like starts like play acting, like oh no, like really the, badly the, the, as well. The, the, the president's men are at the, the or not the president's men or like whoever like they're after us. The general, the general, that's the general, him, that's it, the, yeah, general yeah. the general, his men. And they'll be over the ridge soon. Like, like Nicolas Cage, like. What are the, you do is like, I've not got time for this. It's like, no, like you, you can't retire from acting, it'll be such a shame and <laughs> It's just so stupid. And then Nicolas Cage's like, right, you know, he's like, sod it. Like, let's just commit to this. And then he's like, we've got to get out of here. (laughs) And then they both just run in a slow motion shot of them running and jumping off the cliff into the water. And then shitted himself because he didn't realise it was a cliff. Like, oh my God, it's a cliff? Like, it's so (laughs) high up. (laughs) Like, just stupid moments like that um, were fantastic. You know, I love the bit where they go into his go into his room where all the memorabilia is in there. That
0: was a standout moment for me. So it's just after the acid scene. Yeah. Pedro Pascal's passed out and he's in the car and Nicolas Cage sees this door that he knows is going to be the lair. He thinks it's the lair of of where the the,
1: door has been kidnapped. So he
0: tries to break in and then Pedro Pascal comes up behind him and is like, what are you doing, Nick? What are you doing? And he's like, you've got to show me inside, Heather. You've got to show me. He's like...
1: It'll also change it'll our friendship, change our friendship, our friendship <laughs> When you
0: see what's inside it, you, you'll never think of me the same. You do not, do not do this. Do not do this, Mr. Cage. Do not do this. Do not make me show you. And it makes him go in and it's just a shrine to Nicolas I Cage. Should, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I obviously like, uh, I know we're going to talk about Nicolas Cage films in a bit, but like there's so many references to so many films. And like, I, I was, I, I couldn't pick up on every single one because no, no. I have not seen every single Nick Cage film, but there's so many in there. And then when they go to the, the statue of Nick from face off, isn't with it the with, two with, with the two guns. golden guns? And it's this <laughs> horrific statue that like a wax work that doesn't look like, looks like almost like a melted Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah. And even he's there, isn't he? Nick Cage is there. He's like, Oh my God, this is grotesque. He's <laughs> like, how much did you pay for this? He's like, Oh, $6,000. I'll give you $20,000 for it. It's not for sale, Mr. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's just ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And everything and the plot twist at the end. And I really like how as they're slowly, you know, slowly coming around, Nicolas Cage is obviously trying to do work for the FBI. Yeah. There's lots of silly slapstick bits in there. Um, but as they're doing it, Nicholas Cage's reason for staying is, Oh, I want to work on the screenplay. And as they're writing the screenplay is what's happening in the film. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, when he's yeah. like, oh, you know, we should add, you know, just to try and get there and try what rile them up at the like, we should add this action scene yeah. even it's a film about two f- people two. that become friends that's yeah. just happened then the action scene happens and then it w- all breaks down to that last scene where it's fucking Javi versus Nick Cage and yeah. they're still talking about the screenplay let's go and finish this screenplay Yeah, let's it's, go write the ending it's, together it's quite
1: clever actually um, really clever um, the way they've done it you know they're, they're sort of saying like, oh we'll have to add, let's add a kidnapping scene into the um into the screenplay it's like oh no that wouldn't work but oh but it'll make it appeal to a wider audience so they're yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. just like taking the piss out of themselves um so it is quite clever it's well done you don't have to be a Nicolas cage fan to watch the film i don't
0: think so but because you know who he is even if you're not a fan
1: yeah exactly and it's just a silly film that's a lot of fun a bit of light hearted action but if you are a nick cage fan you are going to get so much from this film definitely
0: i couldn't agree more it's just fun comedy with Decent acting, great character. And like I say, when Neil Patrick Harris turned up, I was like, yes, bitch. Yeah. He's great. Um, Yeah. And just the acting from Pedro Pascal himself is incredible. incredible. Their bond is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just such
1: a fun, great film. And rewatchability is massive. I was literally about to say that. It's something I would happily stick on again. Um, Not, you know, something you can dip in and out of, but have, have, just have fun with it. Yeah, Definitely. So on that, let's
0: have a look at the time. We're getting there. We thought we would end with our top five Nick Cage films. We normally do top five quite early on. Yep. But we thought we'd save it till after our little chat about Nick Cage and just have a quick 10 minutes chatting about what we love um, from Nicolas Cage.
1: And there is a backlog of films for this. There is so, so many films (laughs) to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, so the last film before this that I watched of Nicholas Cater, hasn't made it, was uh, Willy's Wonderland. Something like that, yeah. Where he's a... He gets a job as a night caretaker. I in really like want to watch this film. Chuck E. Cheese. I think
1: like, Richard Worker spoke to me about it a few times. It's yeah. like
0: a Friday ni- fr- uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Willy's type Wonderland. deal. Willie's Wonderland, a Five Nights at Freddy's type deal. He doesn't talk the whole way through the film. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. He, for what it is, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's budget B film, but it's brilliant. It's yeah. Nicholas Cage doing what Nicholas Cage does when he's got nothing better to do. Yeah. That's what it is. So, Nick Cage films... I'm going to start with that's okay. That's absolutely fine. Solely because, um, again, these are not ranked, but this is up there with one of my favourite Nick Cage films of all time. I'm going Mandy. I've not seen Mandy, actually. Yeah, Mandy, for me, is this dark B-horror about a cult. (laughs) Are your favourite,
1: straight away. ticking a lot of boxes
0: for you. You know how I feel about a cult. So it's just weird as shit. So um nicholas cage is in love with his wife in this cabin in the middle of nowhere and this cult come and take his wife it has one of the most iconic nicholas cage scenes ever of him wearing a tiger t-shirt in just his pants drinking a bottle of whiskey in a toilet and just screaming for about four minutes incredible it's ridiculous it's fun it's dark it's eerie the amount of gore and blood used in this film. You've probably seen the stills of Nicolas Cage covered I head think to I toe have, yes. in blood and gore. That comes from the film Mandy. Right, right. I highly, highly, highly recommend you watch Mandy. Again, uh, yeah. don't go in there expecting the best performance uh, from everyone you've ever seen because it is a bit ridiculous. It's It's a small budget, but it's just outstanding. Like... T- we say Nicolas Cage has range. Let's be honest, Nicolas Cage has range. He has massive range. He has massive range. And this again, right? Well, right, we're looking at the screaming scene where it's just Nicholas. You know this you know the um statement, he's gone full Nicolas Cage. Yes. He goes yeah, yeah, full yeah. Nicolas Cage in okay. this. Okay. So uh that's number one for me. If you've not seen Mandy, it's not one um that everyone goes for. Um because yeah, kind think, of slipped under the radar a little bit, but the year it came out, what well, year you've got it, in front of got it I've got, I've got it. Yeah, it's 2018. 2018. It 2018. Um, I used to buy film magazines, so I was uh, doing the old podcast, sorry, with my C. So I used to buy, I had a subscription with film magazines, Yeah, and this was
1: rated as one of the best underrated films of the year. Okay, yeah. nice. So, yeah, yeah very boys. nice. I, I, I definitely want to watch it. And I think that's this is the thing with Nicolas Cage films, right? There are so many out there yeah. that obviously there's the classics and not all of the classics have made my list, even though they have earned the right to be on there. They're just perhaps there's like you said, there's so many that are out there that slip under the radar because a lot of them are B movies or whatever, um, that everyone's going to have their own personal favorites with Nicolas Cage. And that's why I like it because you know, you've, you've touched on so many points there. Like he has insane range. Yeah. Like the,
0: the good, the bad, the ugly, ex, like, just on, expresses. On acid, yeah, yeah, like,
1: is, is, is what you're going to get with Nicolas Cage films. And it's got more and more weird, I think, as as the years have gone on, because he seemed to definitely be, like, the man of the 90s, wasn't he? Like, yeah. that's peaked Nicolas Cage in terms of his success. Like, iconic films that that appeal to everyone, like, more your mainstream, that they've got more and more ridiculous of the years, as the yeah. years have gone on. Because doesn't Nicolas Cage, I'm sure it's
0: Nicolas Cage who owned a home in, like, I can't, it's like the Peak Districts or somewhere like that. Right. And basically that he called that his home and he lived in this, I can't, it's not Peak, it's somewhere like that. All there was around him was this little local pub that used to go and drink pints of like bitter in. Okay. And I, then he would go to Las Vegas and live the Nick Cage lifestyle. Yeah, I, and then he'd come home when he wanted to rest and come back to this little village. I can totally believe it. And you're it, just like,
1: it, fucking yes, dude. I, I can just believe it because he's just such an eccentric guy. Yeah, massively. Um, so go on then, what have you stuck down as your first... Uh, again, these are they're not in order. Although my number one is my number one, so I'll, I will end on my number one. I think. Oh, you're going to save that to the end. I'll okay. save that to like last, that. shall I? Yeah. Um. So you've gone for one that slipped under the radar. I've gone for one again. It's probably slipped under the radar. It's season of the witch. Never seen it. So it is a it's it's a B movie fantasy yeah horror film he plays a crusader knight yeah him and ron perlman are nice. two crusader knights like you don't expect them in a film together no, do you no no like so like the opening scenes is them like in the holy land or whatever fighting like the crusades and they become like there's this is sort of like it's a b movie right so take everything with a pinch of salt they've obviously got not got a massive budget but they work with what they've got yeah um, so these are like these grizzled old veterans it's like the you know like a montage of them fighting through loads of battles and stuff and they always survive and they've got each other's backs and then I think they break it it's, they, you know finally break into one siege and they kill loads of people it's all smoky and then you know he um he looks down and actually it's loads of like innocent women Um, but like in like the in the confusion of the battle like he's just like you know killed this innocent woman Yeah, and then, then like haunts him and then from that point on he's like fuck this i'm done like i am i'm just like i'm, I'm just a, a extremist for christianity right um, okay you know i'm done i'm out of here and him and ron perlman like no we've had enough of this and they they leave and return to like europe and there's like a plague that's affecting the land i think christopher lee's in it in like a random oh, nice. uh, like a random cameo and um they found like a witch who's like um apparently she's like causing all the decay in the land and stuff and he get basically gets tasked with a couple of others of escorting this witch to this monastery where they're going to exercise this witch and it's it's not a great film but i love it cuz i love fantasy i love yeah, I horror it's got all the elements that i would like and it's actually not a bad film if you take everything with a pinch of shot, I'm sure Robert Sheehan is in it as well. Oh really? Oh, God, I love him. So, I love him as well. So like, it's got an insane cast really. <laughs> um, it's one of them that's again, slips under the radar, 2011 film. Um, it's got some, yeah. Stephen Graham's
0: in it. We was I was with a bunch of the lads last night. So actually, a lot of the Utopia Project lads were there last night. Right. And we was talking about Stephen Graham and just how diverse he is. He's insane. He's an insane actor. He is, and how he has. So someone said he's underrated, and I said I'm not sure if I agree with that because he gets some big roles, but he's underrated in the aspect of he's always a bit part. Yes, he, gets he bit is. Part, so he gets his roles normally in British films but he gets in Scorsese films and stuff like that as bit parts and he yeah. does them
1: so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He well, could, he's got another actor with massive range can do we'll, can do everything. We'll do an episode on Stephen yeah, Graham I'd because love that. that's
0: not something that you come across every day someone talking about him. But yeah. What, what a fucking hero.
1: But yeah, so you know, suddenly you're talking like in this ragtag group you've got Steve, you know, Stephen Graham, Robert Sheehan, Ron Perlman, Nicolas Cage that got a score, this witch. Just that cast alone makes I mean, you want to watch it. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's... I would definitely recommend it. It's one I've seen quite a few times don't expect anything incredible. <laughs> no, no but just but enjoy it for what it
0: is. That's what it is with Mandy. Don't yeah. go in there thinking you're going to watch the greatest horror film you have ever seen. You're going to watch Nicolas Cage go full Nicolas Cage with yeah. with some good gore and a decent yeah. storyline behind it. You don't expect you know nowadays you don't expect anything overly big from him, do you? No, exactly. I mean I've heard big things I've not seen yet about Pig his yeah, again film. yeah I've not I've, Joe was really fucking good that was one of his um, I that should have made the list but he didn't that was one of his new sort of more serious roles but th- take everything with a pinch of salt don't you
1: absolutely but um, this is one way as well with this film uh, my last note on this is is where he actually plays a character he doesn't he's not just like Nicolas Cage yes. going like full Nicolas Cage he's actually trying to be a bit more of like a believable yeah. veteran crusader soldier um, which is quite nice to see him you know we've of talked course. about his range something different exactly. yeah. and that's
0: the thing about this list so we showed this to Hugh earlier and he was asking how, why this wasn't on it why that wasn't on it some of them I haven't seen before so I'll tell you now I've never seen a National Treasure film right. I understand people fucking love them yeah. um, but I've just not seen them mm. and it, he's a very subjective character of what you love so Mandy being my like all time favourite Compared to some of these other bangers, I'm about to throw out there. Yeah, the film isn't better than that film.
1: It's just this is my favorite. Totally, totally agree. That's exactly what I've got on my list. Yeah. Yep.
0: So obviously there'll be a couple we sort of just quickly throw in there at the end because I don't want to say anything unless it's until it's on your list. So we might have a couple of the same. So next I'll just throw out the banger, the bigan,
1: the rock. Yep. Is he on your list? It's my number one is. Oh, sorry, mate. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I knew. I knew we both have it because. It's, it's gone. You talk about it. You picked it up. It's it
0: just, it's possibly the most quotable film yeah. I've ever come across. Yes. Ever. It's just outstanding. I'll tell you what, this is your number one, mate. I, I want you to give it
1: justice. Oh, I just, I love everything about it. It's, is it Michael Bay? I want to say it's Michael. It Bay. is a Michael Bay film. Yeah. Um, which is
0: very weird yeah. to say. I love a Michael Bay film.
1: Yeah. it's Fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> um, but it's just a cheesy nineties action film with an insane cast. Nicholas Cage, Sean Connery, Ed Harris, Michael Bean. I yeah. love Michael Bean, there's a Navy SEAL commander in it. Um it's cheesy, it's over the top, there's ridiculous dialogue, there's some badass scenes in it. So, so quotable, like you said. So many iconic shots. I love the shot at the end where he goes out and he's got the flares and he's kneeling down. Like the shot behind us, the jets are coming in. It's just a ridiculous premise. So I guess for those that don't know it, um, a former army colonel, general, I'm not sure of his rank, Ed Harris, has become disillusioned with like his men die like he's a special ops guy isn't he so like if his men die they're given no funeral they get no compensation to the families because it's all like off the the books (laughs) so he um (coughs) with a load of disillusioned others like veterans they take over alcatraz in san francisco take over the prison and they get loads of biological weapons that they steal at the start so all these chemical um ridiculous Fancy, fantasy Adal chemical. Beads. A, a, anal like, beads. Uh, anal beads. Uh, what is it called? What does Nicholas Cage say? Elegant string of pearls configuration or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The green balls. Um, they take over Alcatraz and then they basically have to break in. The story is they need to break into Alcatraz and try and take these guys down. So, but go on. I've got to ask Alcatraz is like
0: you can't get in or out of Alcatraz.
1: So yeah. how are you going to get into Alcatraz, Ryan? Well, you'll need someone, that the only man that's ever broken out of Alcatraz, <laughs> Mr. Sean Connery. It's Sean
0: Connery. <laughs> so ridiculous. Sean
1: Connery, who's been in prison for the last 30 years, locked away, he's like a F- former SAS operative. He's basically playing old Bond. Yes. Um, That's been locked away for 30 years. They get him, and then he's going to lead a team of Navy SEALs in... To break back Nicholas back into Cage, trance, a, a biologist. And Cage, who is like this, yeah, like this chemical, chemical expert biolo- yeah. who knows how to disarm the bombs, basically, yeah. and can handle all the biological weaponry. So he's like the nerdy, like geeky guy that's not an action guy, doesn't know how to use his pistol, even though he works for the FBI. Yeah. Um, so he's, he, those two have like that like weird, quirky duo. It's just ridiculous, but it's so much fun. It's Oh, I, I absolutely love, love that film. I can watch it time and time again. We'll be watching that late into our 70s. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. If I'm still I won't be, but if I'm still alive in retirement, mate, I'll still be watching The Rock.
1: Um, it's and exactly the same. I'll still be quoting it.
0: Yeah, same. To this
1: day. Yeah, totally. I love that film. Yeah. I can't say enough good things about yeah. it. Like, it, you know, you're getting exactly what it says on the tin with that yeah. film. It is The Rock. Welcome to the rock. Welcome to the rock.
0: (laughs) 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 Right. Although that was mine, I had to let you give that justice because that uh, was your number one. So uh, we could talk about this film all day and one day we will. So
1: move on to your next. So my next one, would it not be back to your next one? No, because that was technically mine, that one. Okay. So I've gone for, mm, well, I'll go for one that you've already spoken about. Mm Mm-hmm. National treasure. Okay, cool. Um, again, it's such a fun film. It is a proper Sunday afternoon chilled film. So um, you've not seen it. so uh, And for those that haven't seen it, it's basically... Um, I was going to say Sean Connery. Nicolas Cage is a um, treasure expert. Like his family have got history and it's like this mystery of what happened to like all this fortune. And he is trying to search it, like search this treasure. He, st- he starts off working with Sean Bean, who's like, turns out to be the bad guy because he's funding it all. And it's a race against time. They find there's like a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. I was going to say,
0: it's all about the Declaration of Independence. So they have to steal
1: it? the Declaration of Independence yeah. and then they follow the map and it gives them to clues and they're going round and it's ridiculous. It's sort of like a modern day Indiana Jones-esque yeah. sort of... Um, action adventure family friendly film it's stupid the story's ridiculous but it's fun it's just fun um nicholas cage being Nicolas cage um again one of his probably is one of his most mainstream films yeah. that appeals to everyone they did a sequel which is is just it's fun but it's not as good as the original okay um it's lighthearted entertainment. Yeah. It's just, again, just so reach watchable. Just stick it on any time and enjoy it. Yeah, um, it, it was
0: always just grabbed to me whenever I've sort of, because this was Aaron's favourite Nick K film. It was always... The only way it's ever been described to me is Nicolas Cage steals the Declaration of Independence. That's that's it. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the film. Yeah, that's the film. And I was like, I'm down for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm down for it to Nick Cage. Yeah, it's one of them. The you know, like it's, it's just stereotypical. Like you know, he breaks in. He's got like the the nerdy tech guy who's his best mate. Like in his ear, telling me, "Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that." And there's like the beautiful girl that gets caught up in it all, and the British villain who's trying <laughs> to chase them all down and beat them to the treasure. It's it's silly, it's fun, it's great cast. Sean Bean, I love a, I absolutely love Sean Bean. Absolutely. Being a villain, um, classic. So, what? yeah, definitely get a watch. I think they're all on Disney now, the National Treasures. Tra- Tra- they? They're all on Disney okay, Plus. Give so it give it a watch. It's just, it's lighthearted, fun. Okay, cool. I cannot follow
0: that up with the one I was going to put in. Okay. So I'll save that just to see if you do any darker ones. Uh, So the next one is possibly one of his biggest films, again, of all time, Con Air. I've got it as well. Yeah, I thought you might. I thought uh, I uh, that I one out. I thought
1: you'd have it as well. Yeah, Conor, um what's his name? Poe, is it Poe something? Oh, you trusting me now because this is one I, this is one I, I do love, but I have not seen it that many times. Yeah, some I'm sure his character's name something Poe. So basically,
0: he is in prison because he gets in a fight with um someone at a bar and he kills him. Yeah. Uh, ends up in prison, taken away from his pregnant wife. Um he is going to be taken to another prison on uh, Con Air, which is an airplane that is moving convicts. He is in with some very highly, highly dangerous people, mm-hmm. including Cyrus the Virus. Cyrus the Virus. Played by old John Malkovich. Yep. Um, they take over the plane. And you know what? I actually can't remember what their... Is there a backup plan or are they just trying to escape I they're just, they're trying, just to escape, trying to aren't escape aren't so there's no backup plan get the um get the cast list up as well i've got it yeah loads of cast in is in just, just go
1: through the cast list quickly so you obviously got nick cage john cusack john malkovich cole Meaney. i'm just going to ones that jump out at me ving rames ving rames is brilliant um steve, steve buscemi, buscemi danny trejo i mean steve
0: buscemi is really bad because he plays this like child killer
1: yeah, he who does.
0: In the end, you actually quite like. And there's this really sadistic scene where he's talking to a child. Yeah. But then as they leave him, He's like done something nicely, child, and sent it back home again. And you're just like, what the fuck? Why? Oh, he's, so, yeah. he's so weird. He's and another creepy. great
1: actor with incredible range. But yeah. we'll get onto him at a different time. What's, he, what's the character's name? What's Nicolas
0: Cage's character's Nicolas name? Nicolas Cage. It's Poe, yeah. Cameron Poe. Cameron Poe, that's it. Um, so the idea is he is now, because I'm pretty sure he's ex RAF or ex Navy or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, he needs to try and stop this fucking ragtag bunch of criminals. Yeah, because
1: although he's he's a criminal, he's actually a good guy, isn't he? He's a
0: good guy. He he got in this fight, you know, he was fucking baited into this fight. He didn't want to do anything. He protected himself. This guy, unfortunately, hit his head and died. Um, It is, again, ridiculously quoted. If you don't know this film, you'll have heard the quote, put the bunny back in the box. Yeah. Like, it is just out Stand it. And it's so ridiculously massive when that plane comes down, bro the whole of america's going with it it's like yeah. avenger style shoot oh no, yeah you know he's never met his daughter but the whole bunny thing he's bought he's bought a bunny for his daughter for when next visit day for a birthday and there's this really sweet scene at the end where he gets to meet his daughter for the first time and he just hands her this he's all fucked up and yeah. falling to pieces and this bunny's singed and yeah. holes in it and it's like this is for you darling oh, like, so,
1: yeah it's I, just outstanding it is and it's 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 iconic, and, I'm not, um, and you know what?
0: I don't even think Nicolas Cage makes this film.
1: It's the whole, uh, cast. it's it's everything. Like in it's uh, similar with The Rock, mm. the Nicolas Cage isn't the out and out star because it's it's a star-studded film. Absolutely, but he is. A massive part of that he yeah. is just as integral well, he's as the everyone main else character really yeah.
0: isn't he you know like john malkovich osiris is the main bad guy and everyone's a sort of bit part but yeah um yeah the whole cast in itself everyone played like john malkovich is a bastard yeah he is an absolute bastard but you love him
1: yeah i would say this is the film where in terms of to The look of Cameron Poe, Nicolas Cage's Cameron Poe, is his most iconic-looking character. Long hair, white vest, vest, jeans. Pretty hench in it, to be fair. He's pretty pretty big in it, pretty buff. So that is the one, you know, where he's there, like the hair blowing. The greatest meme of all time. The (laughs) greatest meme of all time. I've actually got a Nicolas Cage... um, like emotions chart on my wall at my office at work, yeah. and it's how, oh, are you, seen that. how are you feeling today? I eye I, owner at work um, got it, found it on the internet, and I and she's got one, and I had to have one as well. So it's like nine different Nicolas Cage one faces, of the
0: bees, isn't it?
1: The bees, yeah, and it's all different faces from different films. And I feel like I think that's the one where it's like carefree, freely carefree, and it's him there with like his long hair blowing <laughs> in the wind. Um, so I actually have that on my wall. So I look at Nicolas Cage's faces every day. Every every day to chart how I'm feeling emotionally. <laughs> when was the last time you felt the bees? Um, oh, the bees, no,
0: no. bees! The bees!
1: <laughs> probably, not the bees! Uh, probably, uh, I don't know, stressful day at work, maybe. <laughs> not the bees, not, <laughs> not the, the bees. Um, but yeah, like everything, I totally agree with everything you said about Conair. That's why it's on my list. Absolutely. So the thing is, I knew we'd have the big ones together. Yeah, we're going to have the big ones. And there's, there's actually a lot of big ones that... Like I said at the start, they're not on my list, but they could so easily be on my list. Yeah. Um, these are just personal personal favorites, I guess.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, what's your
1: next one then? I've unfortunately stolen two of yours now, but. Well, how many? I've only got one left. How many have you got, got left? I've got two left. So, do you, want you, want to do, to do, you do, do one, one and then I'll do my last one. Okay. From that, I'm
0: going to go to a fucking dark one here. Okay. Have you ever seen the film Eight
1: Millimeter? I haven't. That's one of his like iconic... Is it nine? one of his 90s ones? Yeah. Uh, it'd be late 90s if it is. Let me have a look. Come um all up here. It's, oh, I thought it was 1999.
0: 1999, late 90s. So this film is very, very dark. It's about... He's a private investigator and he gets hired by this rich woman whose husband's just died. And as she's clearing out his stuff, she finds a snuff film. Right. For those people that don't know what snuff is. Snuff is a film where basically they rape and... Most of the time, murder
1: the victim. It's a snuff film, so it's videoing someone getting killed. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So she finds a snuff film and she hires him to. Can you just make sure that this is just play pretend and not a real snuff video? It gets dark. It, it gets into the underbelly of porn, pornography, the seedy side of porn. There's a young wacky Phoenix in it who plays a sex shop worker who he brings along for the ride. There's nothing funny about this film. It's yeah. a very dark, twisted film. And like I say, it goes into the very deep side of, you know, dark, the dark web, the dirty side of pornography. Right. That shit interests me. It does, and you know it's it's not too deep into it, but they finally come up you know, it turns out that the snuff film is true. They finally come across the guy that did it, and that is oh cheers, dude, pass me a beer. Um But just you know, the, the ending of it I really like when they finally come across who did it. And, Don't tell me, and it, I'm not going to tell you, but his <laughs> backstory, and you're kind of like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, okay. There's
0: a lot of what the fuck moments, and it is just. Dark and twist and I love my dark yeah. thrillers. Yeah. And this yeah. is exactly what you need. Nice. Um, <clears throat> with it being about snuff, will it be being about the dark side of pornography? Might not be a cup of tea. It is definitely my type of film because it is just all kinds of messed up. Right. Okay. Uh, really enjoy the story, really enjoy the road to take it down. Love Joaquin Phoenix. Love him, love him, love him. Yep. So seeing a young Joaquin Phoenix in it is great. Um, um I highly recommend you watch it. Never watched eight mm two. I've never seen it, but it's got nothing to do with the first. As far and is Nicholas Nicolas Cage, Cage in, in it? it? No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I highly recommend this film. Again, if that's not your type of thing, don't watch it. Yeah, I, totally, I really
1: want to watch it. To I be totally fair.
0: understand that subject matter might be quite. My voice is proper going here, um, but I can understand that the subject matter might be a bit much for some people. And I do yeah, get quite, that, of course. But it's just a serious Nick Cage film about a seriously horrible subject mm. matter. That is done with care and yeah. done well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm no, um, whacking
1: Phoenix. Great recommendation. Cool. Um, it's definitely on my list to watch. Yeah. Um, there's so many Nicolas Cage films that I want to watch. Like, so, Like so many of his iconic ones, that being one of them, even things like. Total opposite, flip side of that. Something like a romantic city of angels. Have you ever seen city of angels? Never seen it, mate. I, what a film! Yeah. I cried to that film. Yeah, first I, time. Sorry, I've, I've heard like so many good things. I've seen it's one of them. that I've seen bits of it on telly, but I've always turned off because I always wanted to watch it from start to finish. Yeah, um and I actually got into a bit of a Nicolas Cage binge. I think it was last year. And I just raided like eBay and got loads of it. Like, it's like early films. So like Red, Red Rock West, Wild at Heart. Um, loads of the films like that from like his early, like uh, like 80s, 90s. And I bought them all for like a quid Bang off in. of eBay. So I've Bang got in. a big stack of Nicolas Cage DVDs at home that was ready to binge. Yeah. I can't remember if I bought 8mm then as well, but I've got loads ready to go because... There's just so much, so much variety, so much, he offers so much. He fucking does offer so
0: much. Right, give us your last one then, baby boy. So my
1: last one is actually a bit more of a serious one as well. Um, It's not a ridiculous, ridiculous one. It's one of the more serious roles. So I've gone for Lord of War. Never seen it. So do you know the premise of it? No. So the premise is he's basically, he is a arms dealer. So he's an international arms dealer. He sells, he buys and sells guns to whoever, the highest bidder. He'll sell to terrorists. He'll sell to rebel factions. He'll sell to anyone, whoever's paying him money. He has dealings with the, the, like the US government. He is like a dodgy guy. So he sets up this business, basically, and it follows his life from like him starting in like, I don't know, I think he has like a family, I haven't seen it for years, but I'm sure he starts in for like his family restaurant, and then he buys like one gun, like, I don't know, it's like an Uzi or something, and then he sells it to like a gang member, and he makes a profit on it, and he's like, oh, and he starts off like that, and then, you know, to the point where he's getting like, buying loads of ex-Soviet and it, um, hardware like weaponry, okay. and then selling it to like African like gun wa- lords and war tribes and stuff. And like it's him and his his brother Jared Leto is plays his brother like a young Jared. Literally looks like he's walked off the set of a Thirty Seconds to Mars music video. Okay, with his long d- hair. okay, yeah. So those two are the brothers, and like they run this empire, and it's about how they like how they f- affect some and they're being chased by. Basically, they've got this. Um, US agent that's trying to track them down and trying to catch them. Who's played by Ethan Hawke. Fucking another massive cast. Um, Yeah. So it's an insane film, but it's a serious role. And it's, it's one of those where it's not Nicholas Cage being Nicholas Cage. It's, it's quite gritty. It's quite dark. And it's all about how like his character is driven by the fact that he doesn't give a shit about <laughs> like the repercussions of what he's doing. He does it because he likes doing it and it gives him money and it gives him power. Yeah. You know, the the opening scene is incredible where it basically like the opening, like credits trawl. It follows the life of a bullet. So it's all about a bullet on, like, a production line getting made.
0: That's really interesting. I like and then it And like it literally
1: that. follows it all the way along on its production line, and then it gets put in a box, and then it gets sent to this guy, and then it's, like, a box of bullets, and then it gets sent here, and then it's, like, someone loading it into a, into a magazine, and then it gets put into the rifle, and then the rifle gets cocked, and then... Um, and then you fought and then the bullet gets fired the whole time you are following right behind the bullet and the bullet gets fired. And I'm sure could be wrong, but I'm sure it gets shot into like an African soldier child's head. Oh, fucking hell right. And it's like, okay. I, I, I could be totally wrong, but it, that's it's something like that. It gets shot into someone straight away. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, so you've literally followed this site. Like, so, what seems like a quirky little, like, you know, daft scene where you're following the bullet on the production line. Oh, it goes here and it falls into this box and taken here and flown across the world and then loaded into a gun, put into a rifle. It's a killer. And that's what it and is. And kill. boom, someone's dead. So, suddenly you're like, fuck. that's, That's the reality. Bullets that's, are yeah. made to kill people. And yeah. then you just watch this bullet and it's the bullet's life. Yeah. And so suddenly they like this is actually a serious film. Yeah. The bullet's life ends when someone else's life ends. That yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Um so that is a really, really good Nicolas Cage film. One that's under the radar, I think. Um perhaps one of his better rated films as well. I looked through his IMDB stuff um in preparation for this. But that's one I've watched quite a lot. Obviously, being a big Jared Leto fan, um, right? I
0: didn't. I can't believe I di- I've heard of the film. It's um, I can't yeah, believe um, I know.
1: I want to say it's like two thousand and four or something like that. Okay. Um, it's around that time. So like, you sort of early two thousands. Yeah, two thousand and five. So it's just after he did National Treasure.
0: Ah! Oh God! Throwing cans everywhere. Throwing
1: cans everywhere. Um, just smashing the house up. Smashing the house up. But yeah, so like seven point six on your IMDb. So it's. Yeah, Nicholas Cage, Ethan Hawke, Jared Leto. Um, yeah. Right.
0: I'll give this a game. definitely give it a I'll watch. try find. Yeah, I'll try find it somewhere then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's two pretty serious dark roles he's gone for, and I would like to take you back for my last one. Go take on. you right back to the fucking great. Great, real comedy of Nicolas Cage. So we're going to go to the... I just want to find the year. 1987, Cohen Brothers Raising Arizona.
1: Oh, so
0: good. Such a I mean, I love the Cohen Brothers. Yeah, me too. They just shit gold. Mm. Every, they're weird. They're fucking quirky. They're very weird, like, brotherhood. But they are so amazing. So Raising Arizona is about... Um, Nicholas Cage's character, H.I. McDonough, or something like that. H.I. McDonough, yeah. Um, He is a, you know, a liquor store robber. He's always in and out of jail. Yeah, he's a a petty crook, isn't he? Petty crook. He's always getting arrested. He looks fucking crazy. His hair's all over the place. Banging mustache. Incredible mustache. Um, He keeps getting arrested, keeps getting his mugshot taken by uh, the woman in the police station. They fall in love, a woman called Ed. Um, he promises himself that this is him now. He's never going to commit another crime. He's met the woman of his dreams. They're going to settle down and have a family, so they're going to adopt a child. Unfortunately, he's been a bastard and they can't adopt a child. Mm-hmm. So, there's a rich family... Knocking about. He's just had quadruple, quadruplets. 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 Uh,
1: is it quad or is it five? Is it Fly, five? And... I had
0: loads of kids. And ah, just yeah, like, of them. these rich arseholes have enough kids. Yeah. Let's yeah. go get one. Yeah. This film is about stealing a baby. Yes, I know. And it's one of the greatest comedies of the 80s. <laughs> like, yeah. It is up there. Typical... Cohen brothers' humour, dark, witty, like dry as fuck sense of humour. Yeah. I just doesn't I don't want to give any more of the film because that is it. It's just them stealing a baby. Um it's just outstanding. Like again, Nicolas Cage's sort of like entrance into the comedy. Like yeah. he what he was when he was a comedian for the longest times. Yeah. Uh, and he struck gold with, so it's Holly Hunter who plays Ed mm-hmm. um, and just struck gold working with the Cohen brothers. And they bring the best out of Nick Cage yeah. that they possibly can. He is a typical Nick Cage, going full Nick Cage quirky as fuck character
1: absolutely i love it so you say you're a big fan i i I do really really like this film i've not one i've seen loads and i only got introduced to it when i bought like i said oh i bought that that i've only seen it twice what big stack of dvds i that i raided ebay for i bought raising arizona and i watched it straight away because that was top of my list like i need to watch this film um because loads of people have recommended it it's I, you know, I always bleat on about Edgar Wright, the director. Absolutely. It's his favorite film of all time. did Is you it know? Really? Yes. He always says that it's his favorite film of all time. Amazing. So because of that, it's been like on my radar for the longest time. So I've only seen it maybe once or twice. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Like I said, love the Coen brothers. They have a certain style of comedy that you see throughout their films, which... Doesn't always strike home with everyone. No, we'll definitely do a Coen Brothers episode. Yeah, oh, that would yeah, be great. Because their films are fucking banging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with everything you said.
0: Yeah. So... That is our top five. I think we've both got some wicked recommendations. I'm just on the IMDb now, so I'm just going to throw out there some other sort of potentials that I loved. So in 2019, he did Color Out of Space, which is I watched H.P. that, Love that Craft. was
1: mental. Office Tits loved it though. Yeah, me too. Really it was good ridiculous. sci-fi alien type yeah. film. A color crash land like a meteor, and then like a color. It's like a comes pinky color, yeah. yeah and weird. then it just like makes them all go fucking mental. Yeah, it's such a weird one. A full film yeah loved it um obviously he played noir
0: in spider-man into the spider yeah
1: i wrote some of them down so a lot of those those things like that i've they're nowhere near my list but oh, whilst they're incredible incredible films i wouldn't consider that a nick cage film no because he's he's, he's very a much a bit party. part in it but similar with kick-ass yes
0: absolutely uh, oh shit of course he plays daddy doesn't he, he plays
1: daddy um yeah. and he's his character is fantastic in that, and you know, Kickass is a unreal film anyway. Aaron Taylor Johnson, where it all began for him. Yes, boy. Um, but again, I would say he's—it's not necessarily a Nick Cage film, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, um I'm going to
0: chuck this out there, and I know people hate this film. I have this slight wee little fucking like—not uh, obsession with it. I quite enjoyed it for what it was. It's a film called Mum and Dad, and basically, the whole premise of the film is. You know, like, oh, what's the fucking film happening where people just randomly start killing themselves? Yes, it's like this mass hysteria where parents turn violent and try to kill the kids.
1: Okay, Nicholas
0: Cage plays one of the dads. Right, and it's basically following this girl that's trying to not get killed by her parents. It's dog shit, but there's something about it that okay. I i have really, not seen really that one. Enjoyed. Um,
1: I mean, there's some there's some massive ones that we've not included. We've not neither of us said face, face off, off. Was, which yeah. could easily be on my list I was, again. It's whereas The Rock for example I've grown up with that film I've seen it so many times Face Off I've only seen like a couple of times um, so for me that's why it's not on my personal list but yeah. I totally totally understand why it would be loads of people's number one film um, oh absolutely you know look, just look at Pedro Pascal in um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent yeah. with his you know, statue of him with the two golden guns it's one of his one of his great films.
0: Um, just having a look at Weatherman. Weatherman from 2005, I really enjoyed. Um, Gone in 60 Seconds.
1: Gone in 60 Seconds, yeah. We've not spoken about that. Which easily could have made it on there. Yeah. Snake oh, Eyes. Snake Eyes. I, I think City of Angels City around of the same Angels, time. So like yeah. anything from the 90s that he did was pretty much massive.
0: Oh, f- fucking definitely, mate, yeah just sort of wild at heart, as you mentioned earlier, time to kill, moonstruck. Yeah. Such, oh God, you used to go through it all day, couldn't you? Yeah. But he is an absolute hero in his own right. Yes, he brings out some dog shit, but he also brings out films like, like I say, Joe was fantastic. Pig, this pig is meant to be great. Yeah. And yeah, he might do a shitty cop buddy film, that was made, you know, with 20 quid that someone had in the back pocket.
1: Yeah.
0: It's fine. Some of them actually turn out to be great. I mean, that colour out of space itself was weird and wonderful and what the fuck's going on. Yeah, exactly. But okay, mum and dad was shit, absolute dog shit. Yeah. But yeah, it was well, made again for 20 oh, quid, but it's yeah. just a bit of fun and a bit of whatever. But then you get his serious films like Lord of War, yep. like 8mm that you get to just in, get indulged in this dark storyline it's yeah it's brilliant he's yep. such a great actor and we all love him
1: absolutely can't say anything anything more than that
0: so i think what time are we on yeah about an hour and a half in i yeah. said we get this done in nine minutes <laughs> <laughs> just, just went over right yeah. so guys please 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 give us a like give us a share tell your friends tell your mom tell everyone to give us a listen we're Doing all right at the moment. We're yeah. it's getting it's getting quite nice. We're getting a lot more people interacting with us on socials, which is great. Which is great. Um, you know, we're getting messages from people like, Oh, a friend of mine just told me to listen to your podcast. I don't even know he's heard of you before. Like, this is really nice. We're yeah, getting,
1: we're getting some more more random um, listeners that we, which, we weren't getting before exactly. which is really nice saying oh such and such is now listen to it or a friend of a friend and now listen to it so which is incredible yeah and um, in, in fact one of the greatest things ever so Claire
0: is a teacher Claire's head teacher sent Claire his top five list of serials after listening to us on this. Boxing Day <laughs> on Boxing Day if you're I can't remember what the guy's name Rob. is Rob Rob if you're listening to this that made my Boxing Day yeah it, it was really incredible did make my fucking boxing day so we you owe us a top we promised that we do a top five for you so rob get in contact give us a top five to go for we'd love to do one for you because i'm 100 yeah I, totally. I had a very quiet boring christmas and that i woke up boxing day excited to see little and that really made my day yeah. that. so thank you so much um so yeah like share Subscribe,
1: do everything. Um, uh, Yes, please please send us your top five Nicolas Cage films. Oh, definitely.
0: Let's get talking about Nick Cage. This is us for weeks now chatting Nick Cage.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Which is not a bad thing. I'm all about that, yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Right, guys, thank you so much, and we'll see you in a week. Thank you very much.